Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. I'm Jeff Stroman of HopeNet360. And, of course, my partner in Hope, DW, is ready to go today. Dave, how you doing, man? Good. It's good to be with you, Jeff. We have a, a full studio today. We do. Uh, we have people from the Wolf River Refuge, which is a ministry of Silver Birch Ranch with us. And uh, it's a very unique place. It's just uh, set up to reach out to people that really need to spend time with God in this very busy world we're in. So uh, let me introduce them to our, our, our guests. Uh, we have Steve Tice, who's our director over there, and his wife, Chris. So you guys need to say hi. Hi. Hello. There you go. You got those voices down. <laughs> and uh, Lisa Ott, not Odd, Ott, Thank O-T-T. Thank you for clarifying that. There, there you go, because <laughs> I can have a speech impediment. Uh, impediment. And uh, you may not understand, but Lisa is also working in a special ministry we have in God's Eye, where we're working with um, young ladies. And, uh, and, and you know, Jeff, have you noticed that in general, that some of the young ladies that you're working with and that we get to work with are not really feeling very good about life? Various times in my life, yeah, I've, I've had some conversations. My wife's had more conversations with some of the young women that have come through my youth ministry days. And a lot of them just are going through some really difficult things. A lot of, a lot of moments where you feel insecure, just not, not sure about life, not sure about self-image. That's a big part of our young women today is finding a positive self-image. There's a lot of young women that really don't like themselves. And so before we get too far into the show tonight, I want to remind you that we are on the tweet back right now. We're on Twitter. We'd love for you to be a part of the conversation tonight with us. So if you're on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTB. It's the HopeNet Radio tweet back. Or you can email us if you want to be a little bit more anonymous. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com. So tonight on the show, we want to talk a little bit about this, especially if you're a young woman or you're a mom or a dad who has daughters, maybe nieces. This is a show that I think is so important these days, especially in a, in a culture where we're saturated with a false image of really what women should be in a lot of ways, you know, whether it's our clothing, whether it's, you know, our culture, our music that we listen to, how women have become more of objects than they are actual human individuals. And yet we want a society where we respect women. We want women to be, you know, equals in in the workplace. We want to see some of these things solved. And so we have this really weird dichotomy in our culture that we expect one thing, but yet we show women as something entirely different. So I'm glad that we have you guys on the show tonight because I think it's such an important topic. That's yeah. good to be here. Yeah. You know what? I, I, when you're talking like that, I'm I'm just getting angry. By the way, not not because you said that, but because you're you're firing up some emotions. I, I'm a dad, and I have um, two daughters, uh, so I'm a dad of daughters. And and when I look at young lady, I'm I'm a little bit older now in my life, and I've been in ministry here over 30 years, and in Nicolay Bible Institute, and. I get to talk to a lot of young ladies about their life. They'll come and they'll talk to me and they'll just start opening up. And it's amazing what I'm hearing. One lady several years ago came to me and, and was just trying to describe the struggle she had in college. And she went to Moody Bible Institute down in Chicago. And she said, you know, Dave, on my floor, 
three quarters of the girls on my floor had uh, some kind of eating disorder that they were dealing with, and nobody knew about it. No way. Nobody knew about it. It was all like they were wrapped up for Christmas. They they were presents. They were they they looked okay, but nobody knew about it. And she just looked at me, with tears in her eyes, going, "That's what the tragedy is." And and so as an older man with daughters, one of the things that I would I want to do so desperately is be that older man that can take the place oftentimes of those men who are absent in these young ladies' lives. And, and I would never do that without my wife around uh, because that wouldn't be healthy. But I get a chance in the Nicolay Bible Institute to stand in front of a class and to talk. And it's amazing as they begin to trust you what they tell you. It's amazing through the summer camps as, as you meet with kids and through the years what they tell you. And, you know, I, I, I am really brokenhearted right now for what our young women are going through. Uh, if you're a young lady and you're listening today, you have a struggle, uh, and it's a legitimate struggle because of the way the culture is set up. Uh, right now, people in our culture, they want to use people for themselves. They want to actually do things so that, that they find pleasure for themselves no matter what it costs the other person. That isn't okay. You know, as I talk to young ladies, it's amazing the things that they actually are thinking about themselves. When I hear the president's speech, for example, uh, on the State of the Union, and I hear that things would be much better if we get uh, equal pay for everybody and all that kind of thing, and, and I don't disagree with any of that, but he's missing the point. Hmm. The point is that women in our culture are still objectified, and they're objectified in a major way, and it is men that are fueling that. And we that love the Lord, that are men, we need to say we're sorry and begin to work towards a resolution on this. And there's no possible way that the average college male who's watching 50 porn clips a week can take your daughter out on a date and have a pure mind. Mm -hmm. There is no way that that can happen. I know it sounds like a bold voice, but it's a grandfatherly voice. We have to begin to do something to change the atmosphere because we are losing the battle, and many young women are growing up believing that they are objects and trash and, and to be used. And I was talking to a young lady, and she was struggling, just making ends meet and struggling. We've talked about this in the sex trafficking programs. And, and before you know it, you know, she's finding people that will supply what she needs by giving them her body. And, and later on, she realizes that's wrong, but she says, I'm stuck. I, how do I make it? And, and you sit there and think, your heart breaks. This isn't how it's meant to be. There's a way it was meant to be. Am I off base here on what I'm, I'm, I'm perceiving? No, no. No, you're right on. You're on base. What are, what are your conversations? I mean, in, in, as you talk to young ladies, and there's several young ladies that are listening right now, I, I would guess this, and correct me if I'm wrong. She has felt like an object at some point. She has felt as if she needs to compromise what's best. She has felt like she is out of control and she would like some control. Mm -hmm. She has felt like she would like a male in her life, like a dad or someone that had no sexual connotations to it, that could be somebody she could trust and talk to and know. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these. Mm -hmm. No, uh, you're no, on board. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. If, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm understanding the problem and it is correct, why aren't we fixing it? In order to fix it, we have to go to the core of it. And the core of it is defining our identity. 
because what we believe about ourselves is going to lead to the tendencies that we have in our life, and it's going to lead to the actions we take in our life, and that's going to create results in our life, and those results are going to create a reality in our life, and that reality dictates our identity again. And if we can't get to the core, I'm going to expand it, not just girls, women, and talk to them about who their real identity comes from, who identifies them. If they can't look to God for their identity, they're going to look to the world. And if they look to the world, average 2,000 advertisements a day that bombard their eyes. And in in those advertisements, the images that they see, nearly all of them, are airbrushed or photoshopped and are perfect. And whatever is not perfect is shaved away or colored in. And so we have women walking around feeling like if they are anything less than perfect... They aren't valuable. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's interesting. You said, you know, women, too, and I'm talking about girls, and you're right. How many older women have played a game and, and have hidden the idea of how they really feel that have not let their husbands, their church, anybody know that they actually feel inadequate, they feel used? How many feel that way? Uh, you know what? I don't have a statistic to share with you, but what I can say your personally... Gut, from your gut. I can, t- I can oh. give you personal <laughs> testimony. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm 48 years old. I've struggled with my beauty for 30 years. Okay. So, and, and that's what I'm talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. the other day I met with a, a lady that was probably my age, and I'm, I'm pushing 60, and she looked at me, and we met for a couple hours with her husband, and we were just talking about things, and she said, yeah, I'm, I'm working through my eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not it, it, a clinical disorder, sixty, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there are eating disorders that are clinical, but then there's disordered eating. Yeah, you know what? We're going to have to come back and talk about this, but we're going to get on this in the second segment, I think. Yeah, and you know the thing is, as you're listening tonight, especially if you're a young person, this show is for teens, young adults, and parents. And tonight, as you're listening on the show, we are just older teenagers. That's really all we are tonight. We've been through those struggles, and so if you have a question, if you have a thought, if you want to share something with us, jump on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB on Twitter or email us at hope at hopenet360.com. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show, Jeff, DW, Lisa, Chris, and Steve here on the show with you tonight. I'm Jeff. It's good to be hanging out with you guys tonight. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for subscribing. We are on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and the TuneIn Radio app. Of course, you know that. But for those who are listening live tonight, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Share this show with your friends because this conversation tonight that we're having is so, so valuable, especially to young women today. And even to you guys, I know for me, I'm a brother. I'm a brother to a sister. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about some of these issues that are going on in our culture that we don't always want to talk about. It's not always comfortable to talk about. So join us in the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB on Twitter or our email at hope at hopenet360.com. But you guys were mentioning that this isn't just an isolated incident. Dave, you'd said that there was a young woman that had come to you in college and said that, you know, 75% of the girls that were on her floor or in her dorm were going through some kind of an eating disorder. Yep. Is this common? Do you do you women find this as a common thing, or is this just kind of you know that was kind of an isolated thing at the college? Is this a real thing in our culture? Oh, everywhere, 
Absolutely. Uh, there is an article recently uh, that was in the American Psychologist that gives us this number, saying that there are 10 million young women in America fighting eating disorders, anorexia and bulimia. And that that's ten million. Ten million. That's the diagnosed, mm. you know, specific eating disorders. That's not including the majority of women who are disordered eaters, right. who mm. are having a soda for breakfast, a diet soda, having an apple for lunch, and maybe having something for supper because they're trying so hard to achieve thin. And why thin? Because that is what translates to beauty. In our culture, there's never too thin, it seems. I had a conversation with my wife recently about someone that she knows. And, you know, we're all crazy right now about being in our workout programs. You know, there's a lot of ads for gyms and and getting fit. And you see it on Instagram. You see it on Facebook, on Twitter. There's this, you know, you get to the beginning of the year and you have all these resolutions, right? And so you're so focused on, you know, getting healthy. Well, getting healthy is one thing. But being attractive is something entirely different. Mm-hmm. We have this so out of whack in our culture. You got that right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I even see, you know, even to the point when you go to a store, now now we have extra small for young ladies. Mm. And it's just like, what does that drive them to do? All right. All right, Chris. Now you're, you're stepping <laughs> on toes here. I, I, I have to make a confession. Now, you ladies may think I'm terrible at this. <laughs> but if I buy my wife clothes... I always buy something extremely small and give it to her. She's gonna, she's gonna return it anyway. I know. She loves him. Yep. And she looks at she me. Yeah, she looks at me and goes, "Thank you for thinking I can fit into this." And, and it always goes back. So am I contributing to the problem? Yes. The, 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 the trouble is, the trouble is that she knows I'm doing it. I know I'm doing it. I know I cannot buy clothes that you know she would really like. I don't think so. It's not really the issue. It's just kind of the thought that counts. So I might as well get her one of those extra smalls and give it to her. And uh, all she'll do is give me that little Swedish smile and say, thank you. you know, and and she, I know it's going back. I haven't done that for a long time, but it is my little game. Well, you know what? The, the truth in that, though, men, hear him, is that for us women who are married and those who aren't, we feed on your compliments. Yeah. yeah. So if I got her an extra jumbo out. shirt, that wouldn't be a good thing. Probably not. No. 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 I'm just making sure I understand this. <laughs> hey, the other day I was looking for some more up-to-date statistics, and I ran across New York City's government site. They have um, part of their website. is called the New York City Girls Project. And I found mm. some, th- some interesting things on there. It says over 80% of 10-year-old girls are afraid of being fat. And by middle school, 40 to 70% of girls are dissatisfied with two or more parts of their body. It also said that only 2% of women describe themselves as beautiful. Hmm. And I think it's right on. It's right on. And as a result of that, they're kicking off an initiative to to talk to girls about their Mm self-esteem. And, you know, that's the government reacting to it. But then I ran across an article. Now, I don't read this magazine, but the beauty of Google is that you can put something in. and. right. Um, I come across this article in Glamour magazine, surveyed 300 women of all sizes, and found that on the average, women have 13 negative body thoughts daily, nearly one for every waking hour, and a disturbing number of women confess to having 35, 50, or even 100 hateful thoughts about their own shapes each day. Wow. Like you said, with media, how can you come off with any other thought when you see all of the perfect women out there, quote unquote, perfect women? Mm. And it just causes people to think in that direction. Absolutely. And And not measure up. You know, as you're talking, and and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm just thinking maybe through my male brain or something, but I'm thinking, you know, is it impossible for us to look in terms of, of just living a healthy lifestyle? 
I'm a guy with a heart condition. So the doctor said you need to lose some weight. Well, I didn't take that offensively or anything. You know, I mean, I got to lose right. some weight. And, and the idea is, well, there's a way to eat. You know, there's a way to exercise. There's a way to do this right. And, I, and I'm finding that the young ladies that I talk to seem to want to go extreme to the point where I, as a, an older man and a dad, I don't want to say you need to lose some weight because I'm afraid they're going to go, you know, and start something crazy. Yeah, I've heard stories where those kind of comments from dads have changed lives, girls' lives forever. Yeah, so, so now dads are feeling handcuffed. Mm-hmm. You know, my young girl needs to learn to be more disciplined in not just the eating area, but she needs to exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she needs to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I get frustrated with that because I'm thinking, you know, I'm not talking just weight here. You right. can have any shape you want, honestly. <laughs> it, 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 you know, you can. Uh, my mom would always describe me as husky growing up. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew what that meant. I remember the advertising. I wasn't I wasn't chubby. I was husky. Pleasantly plump. Yes. So, I, you know, I am talking as one who experienced this as a boy that I was always on the husky side. So that isn't the issue for me. But what the issue is, is how do we convey to a young person, girl, guy, whatever, without getting them to completely um, hate themselves? You know, how do we tell them there's a healthy way to live exercise-wise, eating-wise, mm-hmm. spiritual-wise? That's what I'm talking about because that's where the answer down the road is. Mm-hmm. It's not just singling in on I weigh 110 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, that 110 pounds, you can be in the worst shape possible. Your heart could be bad. Your mm-hmm. organs can be bad mm-hmm. because you want to be 110 pounds. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but if, right. you, if your frame is 110 pounds. Go ahead, be 110. I don't know that many that are, but but if you are, fine. But what if your frame's 165 pounds? What if your frame's 175 pounds? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, my bones are big, and my poor daughter's got big bones. I mean, that's the way life is. And uh, I'm saying poor, that you know, they don't need them like I did for a different thing. Uh, and my daughters are in, in good shape. I mean, they are. And I've talked to them about, and, and they've struggled with stuff. But I've talked to them about let's exercise, we go out and cross-country ski, whatever it might be. So I'm, I'm wondering. It's hard for me to sometimes communicate because I look at somebody and I'm so concerned because I know they're struggling with this. I'm just so concerned to say anything because I'm sure. afraid that they're going to go the other way with it. And I'm really trying to help an overall picture. Does that make sense or am sure. I confusing yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, so what do I do as a guy? I mean, what do I do? Go to the core of identity. What are we? Yeah. You have to be careful of what words you choose and not always be pointing the finger. Yeah. So I'm, chubby wouldn't be the right word. N- no, chubby is not a good word. Okay. <laughs> Out of the vocabulary. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just remembering that you're doing it in love because you care for them, yeah. you know, and not saying, ooh, you know, you're looking on a little heavy side. You know, I, I can't tell you how many young ladies that I talk to, and it's very important how... And the way they perceive what their fathers say. Right. Because they have swung to the other way, you know. And, and they're like, my dad says I'm fat. And I said, well, mm-hmm. I said, you know, have you ever considered talking to your dad about how he says these things? And, you know, and encourage them. Not point the finger at them. Encourage them saying, you know, hey, why don't we go exercise yeah. together? You know, not even mentioning anything to do with weight or the way they look or whatever. But just get out there and do something with them. And I might add, you're a daughter. If a guy like me, you know, a, a young girl came to me. My wife really gave it to me later for this one. And she said, I'm freezing. And I said, well, you need more blubber. I mean, <laughs> you know what I need? I need a young lady. A muzzle? No. <laughs> but, yeah, but, 
Yeah, beside that, I, I need a young lady. I need a young lady to understand. Most of the ladies in MBI and, and that know me know I care very deeply about them. Yes. And they just need to come to me and say, you know what, I didn't like that at all. And I will melt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will yeah. because yeah. I don't want to hurt them. Right. But most of them understand he's just a goofball. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. it, it, he doesn't mean anything by it. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones coming and actually sharing with me right. because mm-hmm. they realize that I say things, but I really care deeply about them. But right. we, we need to get to a break here, and we'll talk more about this as we go on. Remember, you can chat with a live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio and Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. We're glad that you joined us here on the show tonight. Some great questions on the tweet back right now. We're on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Give us your thoughts tonight because this is this is one of those conversations that needs to be had more, I think. Talking about struggles with eating, eating disorders. And if you're a young woman tonight and you're listening to the show and, and you're right there with us and you're looking maybe for some resources or some help, shoot us an email at hope at hopenet 360 we're also on Facebook and Twitter, too, if you want to shoot us a direct message that way and, and reach out. We'd love to connect with you with someone that can help you through that struggle because this is something that sometimes you can make it yourself, but a lot of times you need a mentor. You need somebody who is going to be there and who will help you through it, not just in the short term, but even in the long term, just to help you with those things. So we'd love to get you connected tonight. There are also live coaches at HopeNet360.com. These are people that you can chat with and go to on our crisis chat line. We'd love to connect you with a coach as well. Go to HopeNet. 360.com click on the talk to a live coach button there one of the thoughts that came to mind for me was as a guy there are sometimes things that i want to say to maybe young women or to my wife but sometimes just doesn't it doesn't come out the way i intended to and sometimes i feel like as guys we get painted as you know people that are just going to stumble over our words or say something that's just it might sound ignorant. It might sound hurtful. It might sound, you know, like you just don't care. You have no compassion. And I can't tell you there's something in me that just says, no, that's just, that's not always the case. We just don't know what to say or how to say it. Really? That never happens to me. <laughs> we feel like whatever we say in that moment is just going to offend you. And, and so we hesitate sometimes or we do just say the wrong thing. And I don't know. Can you help us guys come out and, and say something right for once? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm with you. It, it, it's... It, Definitely. God made men and women. He made us differently. We think differently. I honestly, I honestly do not think about my body image at all during the day. I don't. Not once. So that's a huge difference right there. You know, Lisa, Absolutely. if that's if that's true, what you're saying, mm-hmm. and you are ladies, so you would know whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, Steve, do you think about your body well, image? Well, wasn't there a time when you walked past like a window or something? You kind of put the old bicep up and you looked at that when you walked past. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that ever? No, but I tell you this, a, a, a bunch of other people did. <laughs> I tell you what, now no. now I go by a window and I look at the bicep and it's below my arm. It's like, I quit looking. Yeah. So I'm good. I'm all good. Well, you know what? So this, when I was a kid, my mom would be driving the car and, and you know that little fat that would come underneath? Yeah. Yeah. I, would, I would flip it <laughs> as a kid. And I'm telling you, that didn't, I know. that didn't go well. That didn't Probably not. No, no. But she was older, and I was, and I was her son, and, and she would just go, David. You know, it's like, sorry, I don't know what I'm doing here, but it's sure funny. Well, you know, I tell you what, I'm. It's a pretty tall order to say what to say, but I can say uh, what you choose to affirm, mm-hmm. what you choose to give notice to. Mm-hmm. If you admire 
a thin woman that's dressed with the high heels and, and you whistle at her when she goes by, that is sending a message sure. to the females around you. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's absolutely affirming every, all the other 2,000 messages that they've taken in that day right. that says that's the goal. Yeah, let me go back to my conversation that I had with uh, my wife the other day. She was saying this this gal had this diet, this new plan of living. And so what she would do was take all these pictures, go on Pinterest, take pictures of these fit young women, and she would print them out and she would post them around different places in her house. And her husband would walk around and would see a picture and say, well, hey, she's pretty hot. She's pretty good looking. Yikes. And, you know, <laughs> wow, if my wife started doing that, I would kind of maybe look at that and think, well, why are you posting these pictures of women in bikinis or, you know, mm-hmm. workout outfits, you know, around the house? I mean, I understand the goal in mind, but doesn't that just seem odd? Yes. Yeah. It does seem odd. <laughs> and it plays right into the world standard of beauty, though, because this is the real issue that we're talking about is we're looking to the wrong standard to identify beauty. Mm-hmm. If we look to the right standard, if we look to God, because since he is the one who created us and he knit us together... He already has the standard for beauty established. And if we're not going to bother to look into the kingdom handbook, the Bible, to find out what the standard is, then then we will just look around the world and compare ourselves to everyone else. You've heard the old saying, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we're looking around and establishing the beholder as human men or other women comparing and if we look to God, um, there's a verse in the Bible. Where is that verse? Zechariah 2.8, who says, For whoever touches you touches the apple of his eye. It's talking about God. Mm-hmm. So we're the apple of God's eye. Mm-hmm. We have value because he put value in us. He created us for good works that he predestined for us before he even knit us into our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. We are masterpieces. This is what we need to start focusing on. You want to know what to talk to your daughters about? You want to know what to tell your wife? You just point her to the Word of God. Well, I think, too, that it's good to teach your sons what God wants us to value in women. And what do you think? What are some examples? What would you say is important to you when your husband, when you know that your husband, you're just on track with him, in love with him, and you just, what is it that you're, what did he do to show your value, your worth in his eyes? Yeah. I think a lot of it is just when he notices things that are beyond the beauty. Like, I love it when, you know, when my husband comes to me and he says, you know, I I really love it to see you in the Word. Or he may, you know, say, thank you for, you know, just being you, you know, and accepting for who I am, not trying to change me into something that I'm not. Um. You know, I I just find it very sad when I see all these young women that are married probably one to five years, and I've been talking to quite a few lately, and and they just express how hard it is because when they were dating, their husband looked at them no matter how they were dressed and just loved them for who they were. Mm. And all of a sudden they're married, and she says, you know, if I'm not dressing up or if I'm not looking my best or I'm not doing all these things... He's moved on and not toward other women, but toward other things. You know, he's, you know, going out with the buddies or he's not seeing that I want some time with him. And it just was very interesting to me how as a guy, it's very hard because they play the game and they find their catch. And when they got that catch, then all's good and let's move on. Do you think in the premarital setting, there's a list, guys like lists, I don't know about girls, but is there a list that girls should be looking for? 
of what guys are recognizing about them that they can say, oh, this is a guy that really cares about me, values me, or is it, oh, red lights, red lights, this is a guy that this is what he cares about. I'm going to be the one that's going to be victimized down the road. I think there are things you really have to, you know, be in tune with yourself and, and with God. I see that it's so important just because the world, like, you know, like Lisa, you were saying, the world just steers us totally in another direction. Yeah. You know, and I, I just think, you know, if you look at any of the tabloids or anything and you're, you're reading about all these young couples and, you know, it's like, what are they searching yeah. for? No, let me throw something at you. I think, first of all, like, there are some things that are just obvious. that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. I, you know, very candidly, and you know that I can get my foot in my mouth very quickly. There are people that have married others and they're friends of mine and they say, oh, man, she's beautiful. And I'm going, I don't get it. You know, I mean, I just I don't get it. Mm -hmm. You're looking at somebody thinking she's absolutely a knockout. And I'm looking at him going, I wouldn't want to spend my life with her. You know, I mean, that kind of thing. And, And we have to accept that. And here's the broader picture of that. So so God made Dave Wager the looks that I have, the husky pair of pants that I wore. I mean, he made me. He actually made me and knows down the road the partner he wanted me to have for life. Mm -hmm. And guess what? He already put it in her head that I'm good looking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So so if I'm trying to change something, I am actually trying to get out of what God designed and and get out of the way he made me. I'm going to end up with somebody that doesn't think that me, as I am, is really all that big of a deal Mm -hmm. because I've changed who I am. Now, that doesn't mean be unhealthy or anything else. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, would you enjoy being who God made you? Because down the road, he made somebody else. And if you're not who you are, you're going to struggle like crazy one day if you ever get married because you're not being who you are. And that other person will adore you. You know, I honestly, I adore my wife. I cannot figure out anyone else in this world I would want to be with. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that she's yep. the way she is. Mm-hmm. And God was going, no kidding. While you were being formed, I flipped this switch in your brain and this switch in her brain. And you two look at each other and go, we like it. Someone else looks at me and goes, what'd you get him for? And I mean, <laughs> I, I understand that, but I'm not their husband. Yeah, if you want to know how Dave got his good looks, just uh-huh. jump on the tweet back. You can ask him right now on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it as we're talking on the show. Email us as well at hope at hopenet360.com. The conversation will continue here on the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at hopenet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. So glad that you've joined us here tonight on the show. Such a great conversation. If you missed any part of it or you want to go back and listen, go to HopeNet360.com after the show. We do podcasts every single episode. And you can find those podcasts on our website, HopeNet360.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio app, and the TuneIn Radio app. So go ahead, subscribe. Jeff, Dave, Lisa, Chris, and Steve in with you guys tonight on the show. So, guys, as we've been chatting, I think this is one of those things. We're talking about eating disorders and not just overeating, but also not eating, you know, anorexia, these kinds of issues. Of course, we know that young girls now struggle with this, but also guys struggle with this as well. It seems like this issue, this 
maybe behavior, if you will, it's not so much about you know the anorexia. It's not so much about the eating disorder. It's it's much more of a heart thing and even a mind thing. I agree, Jeff. One of the things I think we have to grasp is that most things in life are systemic. By that I mean there's a system involved, and and when you affect one part, you affect others. When you are somebody who has um, a struggle with uh, how you see yourself, eating disorders, whatever that might be, there's a reason why, and you need to look for the reason why. Um, if you had a headache and you came to me and I gave you an aspirin or you asked for an aspirin and, and I might tell you, yeah, you have a headache because your body lacks aspirin. Mm-hmm. You know, you would look at me funny. That's not why you have it. <laughs> uh, people who don't think good of themselves. I'm not talking about uh, not knowing about our sinful condition or anything like that. But but people who get it wrong, there's a there's a system in place that has to be unraveled. It's kind of like first aid. Uh, if you walk up to somebody and they're laying on the street and you know first aid, the first thing you do, obviously, is look, uh, check the situation over, make sure you're not going to get hurt in what's going on. But, but when you look at it, if they're not breathing, that's what you need to address. Nothing else actually matters at that point. Mm-hmm. You can do CPR. You can, you can address the issue of bleeding from a wound or whatever. None of that will save them if they're not breathing. Mm-hmm. Lisa and Chris, as, as, as the ladies on our panel here today, there, there has to be some core issues. What are those core issues? Core issue is who are you? Okay. That's, that is going to drive everything. I'm, okay, well, I'm Dave. As a Christian woman, I know that if I look anywhere else but to God to identify who I am, where my beauty is to come from, why am I here, what purpose do I have, mm-hmm. and what actions should I be pursuing in my life in order to live within the identity that God gives me through Christ— I'm lost yeah. without that. Yeah. And if we can't establish that first, we can talk all kinds of strategies yeah. to overcome the fact that you hate yourself and, and you, you just feel like if you can't be thinner, you're not worth it. Or if you can't, I'm going to cut myself because I'm so numb because of all the pain in my life that that gives me some kind of feeling. My whole life is out of control. My home life is out of control. The mean girls at school are out of control. If we can't go deeper those are all symptomatic. If we can't go to the core of your definer and help you not only to understand, but to believe what God says of who you are and where your worth comes from and what is lasting beauty and not fleeting, then we're just going to try, try, try and never be able to achieve really what we're looking for. We're going to have so many mixed, mixed messages too. You know, if we if we're looking out beyond God, there's everybody can give you an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, you ask your girlfriend, so how do I look? <laughs> you know, and she's going to tell you. You know, or you you're going to go look in the mirror. You know, but until you see that there is one direction and there's one true God, mm-hmm. and He can give you that answer. It, you know, it is. You know, like like Dave said, it's you got to find the breathing. What makes them breathe? Mm-hmm. You know, and for us, it it starts with your heart. You know, it starts from the inside out. And so many times we hear, oh, but they're so pretty from the inside out. And, you know, at first you're like, so are you saying that I'm ugly on the outside? Right. You know, and that's not what they're saying. Mm -hmm. They're saying that you radiate so much from the inside and it all just comes together and it becomes a whole and it makes you confident in who you are where you know when you're you get so confused when you're out there looking in the world because 
everybody's going to give you a different message. Yeah, and this this is so important because the power of the subconscious here where mm-hmm. there are things that we internalize that we don't even realize. They're not in our conscious mind. They're in our subconscious, which is where you store your values, it's where you store your identity. These core issues they're they're really in the in the subconscious mind and so there are messages that we get through you know media and through our you know through our music through advertisements through even the comparison culture let's look at social media for a second instagram is huge <laughs> snapchat is huge right now you have young people who are constantly looking to their right and their left and they're seeing what other people are wearing or seeing what other people are doing they're seeing all these things and so we live in search for those 1% of moments that are in, you know, our lives. Let's face it, the posts that we put on social media, we try to make ourselves look as good as we possibly can. So when you're seeing somebody on Facebook, when you're seeing somebody on Instagram, you're seeing one of those, you know, 1%. It's just, it's a millisecond of the life. It's captured Mm -hmm. by a shutter. That's not the entire story. And yet we pursue after those things that are, you know, that's what we want our life to be entirely about. Mm -hmm. And that's not even realistic for even a second. The other part of it, the subconscious, the messages that we allow into our hearts are so important, especially as young people. And what ends up happening when we start looking at other people, when we start modeling and, and shaping our lives around something that we see in a celebrity or in our music videos or whatever, our movies, these sorts of things, is when our lives don't match up to that, we start believing these messages that I'm ugly, I'm stupid, right. I'm lazy, mm-hmm. I'm weak. Mm-hmm. I'm embarrassing. I'm clumsy. I'm bitter. I'm hated. I'm ungrateful. I'm worthless. You know, I'm confused. There are so many young people today that would walk up to you and say, I'm just confused about life. I don't mm-hmm. understand yeah. this. Yeah. Tell me about God. There's so many different opinions and ideas of who God is. Tell me about this. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. The confusion yeah. is epidemic. Yeah. You know, ladies, the, the idea that, that we need to have good thoughts in our minds I, I, is really, really important. Has the Word of God impacted you personally with by reading the Word of God? Has that helped to change your mind towards thinking rightly about the things that we're talking about today? Absolutely. Oh, definitely. How about the verse, definitely. God is enthralled with your beauty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't say, well, he thinks you're cute. And when yeah. you think about the scriptures that say that, that he carefully knitted us together. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's not like there's right. this mistake. And that he's got purpose for us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This isn't just so that you can look pretty and... And people will yeah. like you. Yeah, we, we need to begin to act in accordance with how things really are. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and how things really are is there is a God. Mm-hmm. You know, as you were talking, when I was a kid, I, I was the, the chubby husky, a kid who got cut from the no-cut baseball team. You know, I mean, I was that kid. I was the last one picked for things, etc. You know, what happened along the way? I began to understand mm-hmm. that I was fearfully and wonderfully made mm-hmm. by God yeah. mm-hmm. and, and that there was no mistake. Today, I will tell you, as I look back on that life, that there wasn't a mistake that with right. what I do today, and Jeff, you know that with the radio and other things, the young people that I am exposed to to talk to, I'm often talking to when I was in a wheelchair as a kid. So often I, I can talk to a child in a wheelchair. I can talk to somebody who feels like they're down and out. What, what happened was God gave me a platform, and I didn't know he was doing it back then. See, I had to come to the conclusion that there is a God mm-hmm. and that he loved me. Mm-hmm. And then I needed to act in accordance with sure. that. Right. right. Do you ladies feel like God wrote a letter to you? In his word? Yes. Absolutely. And, and right. do you think that that's something that, that there are people that will be listening that need to know that it's a letter to them personally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either you don't know what God says about you or you know it and you don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And both mm-hmm. of those conditions yeah. make you susceptible to believing lies. Mm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. If you're in those situations, you you won't you won't go to the word to find the truth. And if you don't find the truth from God, then you will you will believe the lies. And and we do have an enemy. His name is Satan, and he is out for our destruction. And one of the the number one effective ways that he attacks us is through media. And we just don't believe that it has an impact on us. As we continue this conversation tonight, if this is hitting home for you, you can go and chat with a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. Also, join the tweet back. Got some great conversation going on there. Would love for you to be a part of it. We're on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. We'll be back here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Glad you've joined us here on HopeNet Radio. The tweetback is on right now. We'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Guys, I am so excited. This has been awesome just talking about your vision in helping young women and even young guys, but a lot of young women today who are searching for something more than what this life has. And you guys are starting up this brand new thing called In God's Eye, and I'm super excited for it. Why don't you guys kind of just share a little bit about what In God's Eye is all about? In God's Eye really is going to address the core of the issue. We are we are not clinical psychologists who are going to counsel girls through major difficulties that they have. What we're looking for are mentors out there, whether that whether you be a youth leader, a mom, um, an aunt, a grandma a friend, a neighbor who wants to come and bring with you a young person. And right in, in God's Eye right now is focusing at the high school age level. But I think the sky's the limit on who we would take this message to in the future. But for now, we're focusing at high school level girls. So if you are a woman and you have some girls in your life that you want to bring to the Word of God to help them to understand who they are in the sight of God, their creator, where their beauty lies, right in the apple of the eye of their father, God. That's what we want to do it in God's eye. In God's eye is a ministry of Wolf River Refuge. Is that correct? It is. It's a weekend event starting on a Friday night. We have our first session, what I would call a big group session, although it won't be a very big group by virtue of Wolf River Refuge. We we don't host very large groups. So it will be um, small groups of mentors and their girls, anywhere from four to six girls in a group, who come on a Friday night. We have a large group discussion at 7 o'clock starting on Friday night. We have a session on Friday. On Saturday, we have four sessions together as everyone together. And then we have breakout sessions where mentors just spend time with their girls. And we also have alone time where the girls are um, guided through alone time with the Lord to meditate on his word and to journal on what he is doing in their hearts. And then on Sunday morning, we close out with one final session and we base our, our weekend on a book that author Aaron Davis wrote called graffiti, learning to see the art in ourselves. Mm. Uh, it's a really fun book to read. The girls, when they come to the event, they will receive their own copy of it. It goes home with them. Something that we, our prayer is that when you get this book, that you will continue on when you go back home. 
that you will meet with your girls, that you will continue to keep up with them and go through the graffiti book. It's a really good book. And to just help them be there for them, answer their questions, because I'm sure as, as time goes on and they go home and they level out, so to speak, and that high kind of starts heading down, all of a sudden those pressures come back. Mm. You know, all of a sudden what they have learned from, you know, the event is all of a sudden starting to hit home a little more. Mm. So for it's important for the mentor to understand that it's not just mentoring while they're at the retreat, but it's to go home, take the graffiti book, go through these things, ask the girls for questions, pray with them. Yeah, and don't let the word mentor scare you. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be a scary word for some people. Really, you just need to be someone who can love someone mm-hmm. and who mm-hmm. is willing to come and to learn right alongside this girl or girls and that when you go home you're willing to keep investing in them it's not a done deal it's not over i we can't fix things in one weekend this is a lifelong process of learning who you are in christ and pursuing to be the person he created you to be we encourage you to come uh this is a, a pretty intense weekend um there's not a lot of free time there aren't going to be a whole bunch of activities outside of more seminar experience, really. So keep that in mind and prepare the girls for when they come that this is really about um, diving deep into God's Word to find out Mm -hmm. truth that Mm -hmm. can transform lives and set us on a path that uh, works out our value in life that God's already instilled in us. So the Wolf River Refuge, it's really a division of Silver Birch Ranch for you that are listening and you want to just put some connections so you know. It, it's a division of Silver Birch Ranch. It's, it's also uh, the same people that work with Nicolay Bible Institute are there. And, and, and what you want to be able to understand is that this is a separate piece of property that is on the Wolf River itself that mm-hmm. is dedicated to these kinds of things. What we're inviting you to do is actually some of you younger girls are listening and say, I don't know. You know what? Go to somebody in your church or your mom and say, I want to go to this. Mm-hmm. You know, we spend times going to seminars and learning how to do Google and stuff. You know what I mean? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But, but, but what we need to do is spend time going to places that learn about the basis of, of why we're important and, and getting a grasp of that using the Bible and understanding what God says. And, and that's what we're going to do on the In God's Eye weekend, and we want to invite you to come. Some of you ladies that are listening, again, everybody should. If you're younger, you should be thinking of somebody older in your life that you'd like to go with. If you're somebody that's a little bit older, you should be thinking, what young person, what person in high school can I go and bring to this, whether it be a daughter or whether somebody else? Uh, Wolf River Refuge, just like Silver Birch Ranch or anywhere else, is dedicated to the growth of the local church. You know, it's, it's not that we want people to come here and grow and be a part of. No, we want you to be a part of a family and, and a family that actually loves God and a family where it's healthy and a family where you can be mentored and cared for and where people can mentor and care for others. And, and so what weekend is that? When is it coming up? It's coming up in March. March 27th to the 29th is the next event. We also have one coming in October. Okay. And I'm going to tell you that if you're listening to this and you're a woman and you're saying, I'm not in high school, I'm in college. Right. And I, I need this. Or I'm 40 and I need this. Yep. We can work to make this happen right. in another venue if needed or another time um, with a different group of a different age group. If you say, my leaders need this, I'm in a church and I need all my leaders to be trained about this because we need to pour this information into the girls that we are ministering to. 
contact us because we can help meet that need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now let's talk about Wolf River Refuge a little bit. The, the facilities there are a little bit different than like Silverbird Ranches. I mean, they're, they're a little bit different. How are yeah. they different? They're much better. They are. <laughs> there, you, there you have it. They are. There you have it in a nutshell. They're a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Right. Well, I just, you know, it is very different in that, you know, we have individual cabins that have little kitchenettes right. and and the beds are, we have queen-size beds and yep. single beds. and Box eat, springs and mattresses right. and sheets and exactly. blankets. Cushy. All right. Very nice. Yeah. And, and so it, it is down the road from Silverbirds, but it isn't on the property. It, it's really on its, its own little piece of property and it's really dedicated to these kind of experiences and uh, I mean some guys might be, be thinking well we'd like to do this with, with men to contact Wolf River Refuge we can set something up and work with you mm-hmm. uh, it's not the point of, of today's talk but it's one thing to have an idea it's another thing to be able to say alright we want to help Mm-hmm. And, and as somebody who's older, like I am, and uh, I won't say that all of you are, but you are, and, and those that are older, <laughs> we're looking for ways where we can actually help the young people start breathing again right. and enjoying life. Not, I mean, breathing is one thing and surviving is another, mm-hmm. uh, no. but it's not okay to just live your life. We'd love you to learn how to invest it. And, and, and so we hope that the Wolf River Refuge, that you will come and join us. The dates are what again? March 27th to the 29th. Yeah, March 27th, 29th. Can they find this on a website? WolfRiverRefuge.org. Okay. And if you want to email us, it's at info at WolfRiverRefuge.org. That's great. We hope you give us a chance to be a part of the solution because we know what the problems are. We could stand forever, sit here forever, talk mm-hmm. about the problems. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's start making an effort to change one life at a time. And uh, Wolf River Refuge is in the market for doing that. So... Uh, let's partner up here. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I know this sounded like a huge commercial for something so little, but if you're a young person who's listening tonight, this is a huge deal for you because this is an opportunity that you have. Just get away from the pressures. So many young people today are just, they're inundated with messages. You guys are in the midst of your classes and just a busy schedule. Yeah, it's springtime, but so much is going on. So many messages, so many issues that are outside of even the school realm and your study realm is just maybe driving you nuts. And this is a great opportunity just to get away and to refresh and to have a time where you just hear from God. I think that's the important thing. It's it's a fantastic place. I've been to the refuge a couple of times. We have links on our website under our show notes tonight on hopenet360.com. Go ahead and check it out and let others know as well about this. If you're looking for maybe a mentor, you don't have a mentor, we can look and see if we can set you up with somebody as well. Visit hopenet360.com. The conversation will continue here on Hopenet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Check out our website, HopeNet360.com. Some of our show notes tonight, we've got resources and links as pertaining to eating disorders and good resources, good places to go to find some more resources. Of course, we have live coaches available on our website, HopeNet360.com. They'd be glad to chat with you about whatever's going on in your life. Maybe there's something else going on that you just need to talk about, you need to unload, and you're not sure who to talk about it with. You can go and chat with the live coach right now on our website. So, guys, we're wrapping up the show tonight. This has been an incredible conversation. Of course, this isn't the end of it. And as we're talking about eating disorders, we're talking about identity, we're talking about the power of the subconscious and the things that we put in our minds and we allow to shape our truth and what we perceive as truth. This is such a, a critical topic to talk about. The thought that comes to my mind is is to 
remember that it's not what we are on the outside. Because no matter what, if we're skinny, if we're fat, if we're tall, if we're short, if we, you know, don't have the right color hair, it doesn't matter. You know, what matters is the inside. That's what is our core being. Mm. And if we will let God just direct that, and if we will let God have control over that, and if we are willing to seek God in those things, then then we can have that peace yeah, our, we'll still have troubles, and we'll still have those hard times, but just to be able to understand that it's the inner peace that we can have with God. Well, and if you're a, a leader out there or a mentor, and you're feeling a little overwhelmed by the trends you see around you, you see what your girls are dealing with, and you think, I don't have any idea how to help them, um, here's here's a place to begin. Mm. You have to start at the start, and the start is helping them to see their identity in Christ, take them into the Word, and if you need help figuring out how to do that, in God's eyes, a place where you could come and mm-hmm. begin that process. God loves me, and He loves you. You know, Just speaking to the radio listeners tonight, um, it's so important that you either take the Word of God yourself or find somebody that, that believes in it and trusts in it mm-hmm. and just sit with it and, and read the places where God speaks to you and says you are worthy, um, not because of what you have done at right. all, but mm-hmm. because of what He mm-hmm. has done. He will make you His child if you trust in Him and, and the work that He did. And uh, it's a great place to start life, that ABC, the error, we have to trust that God made us and that He has a plan for us. And when we do that... We will stop a lot of the things that we're doing. We'll stop the self-destruction because we'll understand we're God's child. He loves us. He's a great father. Knowing something and believing something are two different things. And I'm telling you, if you're disappointed in how God made you and if you're disappointed in God, then my suggestion to you is that you don't know him yet. And I would invite you to get to know him. You know, I, I always have a story. So my analogy is very simple. Um, I remember when I played football, I never heard a football coach complain about who he played with. He always would say this, I'm playing with those who are on the field. In other words, there's an injured guy, he can't play. So they're not using him. They're using the guy that's not injured. Their job is to make who's not injured successful. I mean, I'm, that's their job. When I look at God, I can complain all I want sometimes. So you didn't, you know, I'm not first string, I'm not whatever. You know what God's saying? You're on the field. I made you. Mm-hmm. I'll make you successful. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's the deal. I don't have to worry about there's somebody better than me. There's somebody, I really don't have to deal with that. What I have to deal with is listening to my coach because he realizes, all right, here's your talent, here's your ability. What's really odd is that the coaches actually know that. that They recruited you for a certain reason. When I got recruited to play college football, it was for a reason, and they wanted me to play it. And, and I may not have been a very good linebacker. That's because I wasn't one. You know, I was something else, and they recruited me for something else. And, and, and they didn't even recruit me for a position that got a lot of applause. They recruited me for something else. And when I finally realized that, I, I just listened to the coach. I was very successful because they knew why I was there, and they put me in a place to make it so that I could win. You know, if you're listening tonight and you feel like you're second string in life, but you're playing the game, I think you need to understand why the coach wanted you in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then you need to concentrate on listening to him. He'll put you in the right place, and you will win. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this show because this is 
not only a, a huge topic, and we've only scratched the surface on it, but there's so much more that needs to be said about this. There's so much more that we need to be aware of, especially in the church. We have the opportunity to impact lives, to be able to listen to people who are going through struggles like this. And it doesn't matter if you're a teenager, you're not a teenager anymore, you're years beyond your teen years. Our identity is still, it's at the core of who we are. That's who we are inside. And if we're not comfortable talking about our faith, if that's not where we're at yet tonight, then, you know, maybe we need to look at that a little bit deeper too. We need to figure out where we stand before God. We have to understand some of those things before we can go in and help some people out with these things. But again, the greatest asset that we all have is the ability to listen. Sometimes a young woman, all they really need is just someone who just says, look, can we talk? Can you just tell me what's going on in your life? Can you just, you know, if there was one thing that you could tell someone, what would it be? Then just listen, let them talk about it, let them share openly and not in the judging manner, but just to listen and to encourage them and, and point out the things that are strengths. And I love what you gals said in talking about how what we affirm is really what we believe. It, it becomes truth in our lives. The things that us men will affirm in women, that's what they'll put their attention on, their focus on. And the same is true for a mentor. What our mentors put out in our lives, what they really emphasize in our life are the things that we'll take to heart, that we'll work on, that we'll work towards. So every single one of us has an opportunity really to be someone that will listen, to encourage, and to just help another person know that it's going to be okay. Yeah, maybe I struggle with those things. Maybe I've been there. Maybe I haven't been there. There are some things that young people will talk to me about that I've not dealt with that. I've not been someone who cuts, who struggles with an eating disorder. Do I have poor eating habits? Sure, I have poor eating habits, but all of us have these struggles. But again, do they control my life? No, they don't control my life. That's when things really get out of control is when we start to allow those things to control who we are. And it starts in our mind. So I just encourage you, if tonight is, is a battle for you, before the sun goes down on your day, Go and read the Bible. Go and maybe read from Proverbs 31. If you're a young woman, you want to read something valuable, read Proverbs 31. You can also start, if you're looking for a place to just go through and just read read about God's love for you, start in the book of John, or maybe in in the in John's later epistles, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, some great stuff in there just to read about identity-shaping things, how much God really loves you. When you understand how much God loves you and cares about you and has plans and purposes not for your destruction but to help you live that healthy life you're looking for, God has those answers for you. Yeah. You know, the world gives you hope, and and the word hope to them means maybe. But in the Bible, hope is assurance. And I have the assurance that the God of the universe loves me and made me, and boy, that affects everything I do and think. And I want to invite our listeners to understand that, that that if you do not understand this, you need to go to hopenet360.com and talk to a, a live coach right now or contact Jeff here at the station, because hope is not wishing. Hope is assurance. I have the assurance that God Almighty knows me, knows my name, created me, loves me. The Wolf River Refuge came from uh, our Bible passage of Psalm 91, and I would encourage you to go look at it and read it, because basically it talks about, you know, those who actually know God, he's their refuge. He's the one that gives them their purpose, and he's the one that protects them. And, and believe it or not, those aren't just words, that's reality. And that's why uh, there is hope or assurance for people who have that. And if you're listening today and you don't have any insurance, man, I, we would love to help you get it. Because there's no way to help you uh, until you start breathing, until, until we start taking care of this issue. And uh, so we invite you to contact us and let us help you walk through that. 
Yeah, every show is posted on our website, hopenet360.com. Go ahead and subscribe on iTunes or TuneIn Radio or the Stitcher Radio app. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. We'll also be on the Tweetback for another hour. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTV. We would love to hear from you guys yet tonight on the show. So for all of us here on HopeNet Radio, we'll see you guys online and next week. Bye.